last time on Geek Force, the squad talked about episode six of Amazon's Ring of Power. Then they had a spell placed on them as they talked about Disney's Hocus Pocus 2. But see what we're talking about today, we're talking about now on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the lovely G-Squad of Marlon, Ray, and Amy. Welcome back, you guys, to our brand new episode. How is everyone this evening? Good, good, ooh, ooh, good. Ooh. Back awesome. for a quick week. Back for a quick mm, week. This mm, is how we mm, live it up. Mm. Adulting and geeking on the side. <laughs> um, so, some things happen and we're going to talk about it, basically. Uh, I'm going to start off with the usual Marvel um, they finally wrapped up uh, their last Marvel TV show of the year, She-Hulk, with the finale. Um, so that was, what, about eight episodes this for, the, for season one? And there was some mixed reviews that we can talk about. Oh, talk mm-hmm. about that. And as far as this, the season as a whole, like compared to seeing like Miss Marvel that came out before, any of the shows that came out this year, including Moon Knight. Um, how do you feel about She-Hulk fitting into the mix? Uh, it was <laughs> good. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed aspects of it. I think that um, we were looking for... It's, it's more or less a, a mold breaker. You know, It's trying to establish a, a new type of storytelling that I think they were going for. Um, I think this last episode for me um, wasn't one of my favorite episodes. I think there are different episodes that I liked more than this one. Um, and for the most part, I think the, I think the, their overall was a message they were trying to deliver. Um, and I think, unfortunately, it got kind of uh, muddied in the end because of it. You know, it, it fell victim to the Marvel TV show final episode rush, where they try to throw as much out as possible to wrap things up despite the story at some point you know doing that amazing fourth wall break stepping into the disney plus world into the writer's room um it was interesting to see them talk about like hey our shows have this big pacing issue our shows seem to follow the same thing um you know just really pointing out aspects of the show that um she hulk or tatiana didn't necessarily enjoy uh and i think it kind of muddied a few things up towards the end because then once it wrapped it just fast forwarded right to like the conclusion of things and it kind of left like a, a lot of some of the the plot strings kind of loose and hanging out in the wind um all for the aspect of like being like oh we're doing something different this year we're going to change things up. And whereas I enjoyed aspects of the episode, I think overall it kind of muddied, I think, a lot of the storylines that they kind of walked us through for all these nine episodes. Like they took us through so many of these interesting stories. Uh, and the end was like, great, I didn't like any of that. And we're going to move some things around. And the story is now over. Um, but yeah, I, I could see that, you know, there definitely are aspects of it that are creative. And I honestly want to give it to them. Um, I think our friend, Jared was saying at best that because of this discourse created by this final episode, it more or less is going to garner a lot more attention than any other Marvel finale, um, which is, uh, you know, it could be uh, really nice to kind of have that. You know, we're talking about a season finale that was so polarizing that it just has been pulling, you know, everyone from all sides to kind of like look at it. So I think for me overall, 
I enjoyed the series. The last episode had, you know, last episode pacing issues, but I enjoyed it nonetheless, you know. That's what I you know, initially ran through my little brainy brain. Your brainy brain. My little brainy brain. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Kat. You got a brain thought, Merlin? Um, I liked it. I mean, for me, this was just a simple... Mar- it was pretty much a simple, like how she said, it was a legal comedy with some superheroes on the side. So I wasn't taking it that seriously, but it was really entertaining. Nevertheless, it did get crazy, but I thought it was pretty just, it, it kept my attention in a way where, uh, you know, like in the comments, how she gets, like she breaks fourth walls, of course, but this was like the mega, the mega, mega um, moment for her to do that. And so, yeah, it was kind of gimmicky, but. I mean, it was it was fun. I thought the lines were funny. I was laughing at her. She 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 loved her some Matt Murdock, and that's that's my favorite part. If she talks about him, it's funny. Um, but even just seeing him on the show, it was just nice to see him in another light. Because I mean, in the comics, he's basically a I'm not slut shaming, but he's a man whore too. So to see them both in their element. In this family, quote unquote, family show, it's on Disney Plus. But the, <laughs> the fact that they were able to show them like that, I I liked it. I like that they had their whole little uh, Fast and the Furious dinner moment at the end. It was random that Hope was like, "Hey, here's my son." We're not going to talk about that right now. And I was just like, "Oh, that's how y'all going to introduce new stuff to the future?" Okay, that's cool. Especially. Which I thought was cool because, like, usually in other shows, I feel like they try so serious to set up, like, uh, a, a hidden Easter egg or so-and-so is going to be in something and then everyone's stressed out. Here, it's just like, oh, yeah, my son. Anyway, next scene. And I'm like, I love how they just make fun of each other and the whole formula of Marvel that we hate and, and love at the same time. So I had fun with that because as many times as we've been yelling about whether we like a show or not, what is Kevin doing? I like how Kevin was like that because if this was a comic book, Kevin would be like that. So it was cool. It was fun. I'm really looking forward to season two because I feel like there we're going to have a little bit more structure in the story. The season was more of intros and how, you know, basically is Jin's world. So what's season two is going to be about? We'll see. Is there a season two confirmed? Better. There probably uh, will be. <clears throat> we'll see how. Point, yeah. Well, she asked about the movie. He said no. She was like, "Oh, well." Anyway, yeah. so I was like, "Okay, well, then there's gonna be a season two. <laughs> the um, yeah, that would I think that would make sense. I think she should get a season two. She's at least showing up in Daredevil. Uh, mm-hmm. On the cast, the cast list thing came out for that recently, and she was on there. So um, we'll at least see her there. <clears throat> we'll see how much we see, we do see her there. That'll be interesting to see. Um, I <clears throat> I'm mostly mixed feelings. Um, I think I hear it in y'all a little bit, but there's still more positivity over the show overall. I think I hear in you two that I. Like I think I'm just more dead in the middle. Um, <clears throat> there's 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 good stuff. A lot of slice of life of what her character was and her life and that stuff I liked. And I actually wish all this MCU stuff was like deleted out of the show because I think I would have liked it a lot more without 
all the MCU stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, even the fourth wall, I think I once I really started thinking about why I wasn't being a super big fan of her fourth wall thing, is because it still was just like referencing the MCU as this greater meta, and I think I'm just exhausted of it this phase. Um, so. Uh, so yeah, so that whole finale, like, I was kind of, I was annoyed the whole time because it was just like, all right, now we're going mega MCU metaverse uh, at this point more than anything has ever done, including all of Deadpool. Um, <laughs> but like, this is uh, she is literally in Disney Plus right now. This is this is a cartoon that I'm watching now. This is uh, <laughs> um, so uh, I wasn't a fan, but I I. for what that's the thing that i think i also forgot was how much they actually were just adapting the comics for this for that whole thing um and with that context i can't hate it as much either because it it was a good portrayal of what the comics did for, for that basically exact same thing in the comics um so uh good job touche uh uh, Street Hulk team uh, wasn't a big fan, but I can see the effort. And y'all, I, I, I remember Jessica Gao saying that there's a lot in the show that she was surprised Disney was okay with. And now that I've seen all of She Hulk, there's a lot in the show that I'm surprised Disney was okay with. Uh, so they, uh, <clears throat> I'm curious to see. People are going to hate it forever because, and so some people are going to hate it forever because of what it was doing. And I think that was the whole point. And that's fine. It is, it's an okay show. Uh, I didn't like watching this new version of Daredevil. I thought it was, <clears throat> felt like too different of a character. Like the last time I saw Daredevil, he would, he would not have been walking through the random neighborhood in his costume walk shaming his way home like that is not the character that that netflix portrayed this is this is like a just a jarring character swap entirely um so we'll see how this born again show reflects some of that change or if they just heard like nope just accept it this we're not gonna we're not gonna like carry you into it at all You're, this is just him now so we'll it's see like this is disney plus daredevil i mean yeah a whole new costume <coughs> this is a whole new matt murdoch yeah and on this new uh app so he might be slightly different and he's older i don't know yeah True. with this new show we don't know the time jump we don't know anything so he is older maybe he just wants a simple life because he still has his his little code when it comes to being a lawyer, but as far as him personally, that's yeah. a mystery. Yeah, I think you can kind of see that there's like a, a bit of him being way more laxed with his superhero persona than he usually was in Netflix. He was very much like, even if people knew he was like, I don't know what you're talking about, and like <laughs> refused to like say anything, but now he's like, You got me. I'm Daredevil. And I was like, Cool, I'm fully going to be in the suit that all of what the two seasons of Daredevil that I was hiding in like buildings and hollowed out walls. Now I'm just going to walk in broad daylight in this outfit. And like, if you see me, you see me. I'm about to catch the number five bus to the, to the airport and fly back to New York. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I think we're dealing with the whole new world. I think we're dealing with, um, that's my thing is that this could be like a whole, this could wind up being a whole new place. And I think it's, 
where you would imagine Deadpool living. I mean, in, in most Deadpool comics, it's they're the most out of this world topic because he's going to go everywhere. And it's like, we can't really contain this character. So we're just going to come up with like what the general gist is. He'll just take us there. So it's very interesting to see. I think this might be the world where they're just going to, the character could decide, I want to rewrite this and we'll rewrite it. Or the character can decide, I want to fast or I want to fast forward time. or I want to reverse time. So it's interesting to see what they're going to choose to do with it. And I will say it was interesting to see them do the, um, a lot of the tropes that they, that they didn't like, they did continue to do. Like the last uh, scene's gonna have a, 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 a big reveal of some character, and then next project, they're like, "We're not doing that." And it's like literally the, the final scene is they're having a Fast and Furious dinner, included with the the white tees and the white beaters, and uh, we see Hulk drop the biggest uh, MCU uh, a little like uh, main squeeze. We get Scar, who out of nowhere appears, which means that now. You know, we already knew they were going to do Planet Hulk, but now we're like, oh, Planet Hulk. He's on now. Hey, hey, hey. That's his son. And his son, Loki's supposed to hate him. So there's probably going to be a whole scene about them having some like some kind of therapy. Uh, we're going to have to have some major flashbacks that involve him and his wife and his wife passing away and this planet going to war, him being a gladiator. We'll see how it goes. I think it still followed a lot of what the Marvel formula is, but it was allowed to make fun of itself. So that's interesting to see if they're going to keep kind of trying to break the mold or just be more aware of what the mold is and telling people we're doing this again. So just so you know, no surprises. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping they don't keep doing this. Like, cause then they say something about, she can't do this again, basically. I, yeah. I think that she was, can't the just, the I think like he, he was saying, you can't come back here. And I think that's probably the thing of like, <laughs> we're not doing this kind of big, of, uh, of a, of a change ever again. Cause they deleted a bunch of the plot. Like they deleted the entire, like stealing the blood thing, but still kept the intelligentsia thing, which is fascinating. Cause it means like, cool. So there's no blood of you out there but you still have intelligentsia. And also it seemed to have erased the other guy that did the actual like videotaping and like honey potting her. Well, he was, if you watch the end credits, he was in the um, courtroom when, when homeboy got arrested and basically found guilty. And Josh was, he was drawn sweating, like, Oh gosh, like she might come for me next, which she probably will. And she will definitely find him knowing her and her friends. So that will be, that will probably be said or made fun in the future. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I just feel like all in on that storyline. Right. I just feel like Daredevil, not Daredevil, but Deadpool. I feel like he's gonna have a response to this. Whatever, whenever he'll appear, um, he's gonna talk about this because you know Deadpool sees all. So I actually am looking forward to to that dialogue. To that yeah. dialogue. I basically be like, you went that far. I've never gone that far. Exactly. I cannot believe you did that. I tried it once and I ran away immediately. I can't believe you went all the way to the writer's room. That's intense, lady. He's like, I got to try that sometime. Damn. Because <laughs> he would just complain about it. <laughs> True. And I also want a one shot or some kind of like written up thing. I want to know what how involved was abomination and like him doing these like talks with these people like was it like how many groups did he go to right. how many sessions and intelligentsia come to him because all his powers uh, points and slides are like big men dream big and seizure true power so i'm just wondering like he is being played as this very like 
hippy dippy character now. How did the hippy dippy character come to inspire the fascists uh, who are mm. like 4chan brought to life? That's like, I'm hoping at some point they talk about that because he was like giving out high fives. And I'm like, yo, is Abomination a part of intelligentsia? Because he's like real friendly with everybody right now. I feel like when he was starting his TED talk, the men weren't even listening to him. They were just like oodling him about like how cool he is. And they weren't really listening to his words. And I wonder if that's just. Because when he's talking, he's thinking he's, you know, having one of his seminars. But obviously, they're just looking at him like, you're the coolest ever. You're exactly what we stand for and stuff. Like, you know, because, you know, the the trope is guys don't listen. So that's probably what was (laughs) happening as he was talking. Because he was like, I'm here to change your life. They weren't, they didn't didn't come there for that. They just wanted to see a a real true superhero. <laughs> and how convenient that where they were was exactly where Jim was, was like, and was stop. exactly where her friends were. And I was like, oh, this is getting real. That's why she was like, stop. We're trying to wrap this up as fast as possible. Like, hey, we're going to wrap this season up like this. It is over. She was like, no, 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 we're not. Yeah, it was. I there was. There's almost that saving grace too. That's why, or the saving grace is weird. This is where I get into my complicated feelings. Just like it's just weird that y'all wrote all this weird, bad writing into the show, so that you can intentionally make a big comment about it in the past, in the last (laughs) fifteen minutes of the entire season. Like, it's just, it's just a really awkward way to write a season. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, no, no, no. I happen like that. Yeah, I'm sure. She didn't like it. She was just like, um, I actually had an image to share with you guys. I was waiting for Amy to watch the episode because I found a great panel where it kind of shows like her demanding the artist of the panel to draw her background as she was doing something. No, just just Jen. No, just Jen talking in her comic. And she was just like, um, can you fix this? And it's just white behind her. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty, pretty much spot on. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see what happens next. You know, I feel like this is, it's like, it, it's an equivalent to like Carol Danvers. It's like, great. We've made this character incredibly powerful. How do we design a story for them? Um, you know, they got to figure that out for Carol Danvers. Like she took out an entire space freighter uh, in Endgame single-handedly, and they had to wait to call her in until, like, the very last minute because if she's in the beginning, there's no challenge there. Yeah. Uh, and so it seems like with, you know, with Jen, they were, like, writing a character and, like, giving her a chance to, like, have these, like, smaller, you know, breakout moments. And I think they're going to have to figure out how they're going to work this fourth wall breaking in a way that works for them because like we were saying like you know they can't do this again and also i don't think they'll get away with doing another season where like the entire time the writing is being critiqued because like great you had a season where you talked about it now you need to do another season where you're actually coming forth with like these ideas for yourself i feel like there's a lot of valid things to change about a character and one of which is that she's a fashion icon and i feel like we were like given all these moments of like i'm gonna make you an outfit and they gave her a silver macy's dress and i was like no way this man was telling her i'll make you a dress girl it's gonna be crazy and hands her a silver like a a silver off the rack uh clearance outfit and i was like this is what you were like like teasing the entire time of that frog episode was just that that's nothing to like like she got the short end of that stick 
Like we should have been seeing X-Men gala level fashion from Jen if we were going to even go towards the fashion level. You know what I'm saying? It was ridiculous. <laughs> Literally, the episode after she met him, the first was the next episode where she had to go to that wedding thing. And she's like, oh, I can't wait to wear my dress. And if she came out with the dress, I was like, that's it. She didn't have like a cute. And that was like the style set. So I was just like, season two, you need to step up the fashion because you you're doing the girl wrong. Like that guy needs to be fired or he needs to be fired. Like I'm not impressed with the fashion. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, what did you think of the opening, the tribute to the uh, first Incredible Hulk? Because I part. love that part. That part had me rolling. <laughs> it was silly. Shot for shot remake. Shot it was for shot so remake. good. It was, that made me really happy when it started. I was like, oh, we're doing a, a tribute. It's nice. It was so, because I remember like my computer. mom, because like I remember like my mom talking about like, her watching like the Hulk back in the day with like Ruferigno, whatever his name is, it's like that was like what she remembers of like, yeah, everyone watched. I was like, was everyone big into comics? Was, no, everyone just liked the Hulk show. It came on TV and it was compelling. And then they're like, Thor came out of nowhere. And I was like, this show is it's so it's so big and it didn't blow up. Like, what happened? This is such an amazing thing. But Ooh. it was a time. Like, people were really into watching like that Hulk TV show. Like, I, I even like Remember, like the the ending credits being him just like pointing his thumb and walking down the yeah. street, just, all sad, <laughs> all sad. Like, is no one gonna pick me up? Is no one gonna pick up Bruce Banner? I need a ride, so America. Sadly. Come right. help me. Help me, America. <laughs> I think that show is on Disney Plus because I was like, well, they did it. They should put that. They should make that available, right? In fact, they should make all old Marvel stuff available. Like even the Nick Fury movie with uh, David Hasselhoff, like. Put Marvel shit on Disney I, Plus for a reason. I'm like, not sure if that's going to work because it might I, have like that whole um, what was that TV show uh, that had the theme song? Uh, Those were the days. Uh, basically, I feel like the earlier you go, the more problematic some of the plots can get. Of like, look at those. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those terrorists and they have like head up and it's like, oh, this is real racist. We can't, we can't show this. That's so right. We, I guess we can always delete those episodes. They have the power. Okay. It's just a Hulk against a black screen. Like, <laughs> hey, put that, put that bomb down. No dialogue. <laughs> I'm going to get you. <laughs> You're just like, just punching at a black screen. Action noises in the background. It will say it in the subtitle, action noises in the background. <laughs> That's what I got. Like, Hello, everyone. If you're watching the screen, it is blank right now because there is a inaccurate historical depiction of a, of a group of people. The show came out in the 70s. It was not accurate to the day and time. You will not be showing this any longer. And the scene is now ended. It's like, well, I'm glad we were able to defuse the bombs. able to defuse the bomb. Jimmy, let's get out of here. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, all in all, though, I like the show. And I think, honestly, it's the one... Marvel show, I think I think out of the three that I like, that I, I'm fully all about, and in no particular order, I know I really liked uh, Falcon Winter Soldier just around Sam's growth and everything, and also finding out that he doesn't get paid. I love that backstory. Um, I really uh, vibe with Loki. Uh, and I also, I gotta say, like, I really like this She-Hulk. I feel like She-Hulk brought, I think, a level of newness and a level of almost like down to earth. Like, I felt more down to earth than the other shows were. This was like a, a person that was doing like actual like regular people things in a really interesting way that didn't really have any 
big story tie-ins. It just felt very like sandbox. Like, great, everything that's happening is happening here in this world, and we're going to keep it here. And I feel like it didn't allow a lot of outside forces to like deter it. So I'm wondering with this last episode, if they're going to be able to like maintain that sandbox world, or if they're going to try to make this a bigger kind of like launching point show where like people come in and do a little variety hour of like, Oh, it's Dr. Strange. And he's at an ice cream truck. Oh, isn't that goofy? And now he's gone. <laughs> I do. I do feel like the sheer shows compared to last year, like last year, everybody was going through some form of therapy. This year was they followed the they followed the formula of Peter Parker where they were regular people like you and me. Something crazy happened to them and then they're extremely like it's not like, oh I got a power. No, I got a crazy, crazy strong power, knowing how you see Moon Knight, you see Miss Marvel, and you see She-Hulk. Like these are great, great, powerful people. So like to see how that affects their regular lives, like mm. with, you know, Mark dealing with his multiple personalities and him trying to right the wrongs in his past and everything and trying to get out of the contract. You see Kamala being, you know, similar to Peter, but different. Like she's a teenager, but then she learns about her family history and then like how her power kind of connects to her favorite superhero. And then you have Jen who, you know, she is related to a superhero, gets a power similar to him, but then, you know, she just is trying to just be a lawyer, but is realizing now that she has like a dual life, how does that work for her? I think the last episode kind of put into, it put in perspective in what she wanted to do, especially when she met Matt Murdock and how he, I think he's going to probably give her some tips because he too is similar to her where, except he hides in the darkness, but both of them are lawyers. Both of them are shadows. How can you both? How you, you can save the world both ways? You know. Um, so I am looking forward to seeing basically normal people become super people overnight. Basically, I, I'm interested in that path and mm-hmm. what that means for the future, whether that's the TV show or cameo in the movie. But next month, you guys, is the last Marvel feature of the year, probably the greatest. We have. Wakanda Forever coming out in less than a month. Um, tickets on sale now. Tickets on sale now. Get your white clothes ready. It's going to be celebration. a celebration coming back home. Ta-la-la. And we will, be there. we will be giving out a, a next Ta-la-la. around Ta-la-la. that time. <laughs> <laughs> you already got the thing. The only thing I am upset about this uh, Wakanda Forever movie is so Kendrick not going to do the soundtrack again. Like that's all I wanted. <laughs> mm. <laughs> There's no soundtrack. There's no Black Panther two shot soundtrack. Okay. There isn't. I, I mean, he's probably There's not no like. Him. There's no like curated one that like I think that Kendrick was like oh I'm because like, I think there was a soundtrack and there was like the Kendrick Black Panther soundtrack. That was, was like, the soundtrack. Which is like the legit one. I'm like, yo, these are all the hits. Sorry, I saw the bangers are in this one. The other one was just the the, the music, the music from the movie. Music by Hans Grimler. True. And his orchestra. Kendrick's album really was the, I call it the Black Panther album because it really was. But I Ooh. am surprised that I haven't heard much whether right. a person did a soundtrack or what the soundtrack looks like. So that was hey, one thing we'll that stood out to me this time around. I was like, there's no music to prep me. Come on, J. Cole. Come on, Jermaine. Cole. I think he's playing 
Basketball in Canada? There's no one you else. Can do an album. Unless it's Frank Ocean. Ocean's the last person I can think of. Jay Cole could do 12 songs, no features again. That's true. He could do it again. He could do it, he again. Could do it in a day. He could do it in like a day or two. That's exactly. true. You're right. You're Come right. on, Jermaine. Get out here. It's a cool world. Yeah, we got it. So, on to the next uh, topic, you guys. This topic, of course, is always my favorite and near and dear to me. A lot of finales happening this week. So, uh, Amazon's uh, Rings of Power, their finale was this week. Um, it's been eight episodes because, you know, that's the new format. And mm-hmm. again, this is another show that has mixed reviews um, depending on how you view it. But I will say this finale was a pretty big fucking deal. Um, a lot of twists and a lot of reveals happen and what that looks like for season two which could not, which might come out in like two years because they actually do take the time to shoot it very two carefully years. to get that quality. Yeah, like I, I heard that they're going to start shooting soon, but Respect. I'm like all the all the stuff that requires like building and and the visual effects, like they take time because they got to maintain that high. Like it, it's like an IMAX movie every episode, so they gotta <laughs> they gotta take their time. Um, okay. Yeah, let's get into it. So. The biggest thing from this episode that I can probably mention right off the top is we finally found out who Sauron was, and most people guessed it. But in case you didn't know, unless you guys, how do you feel about spoilers? Mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. Okay. I mean, it came out on Friday. It yep. came out on Friday. It's a week <laughs> from now, essentially. This is going out, so your fish should be fine. Okay, so. Sauron was Halbrand, if you guys guessed it, that was on your bingo card. Halbrand was the guy that Galadriel ran into when she was in the sea. He pulled her out. He the was king that was sad. promised. Yeah, yeah. The king who was promised. Galadriel was uh, thinking, oh, he was the king of the Southlands. Uh, he was the king. He's, he's what the people need to be put in power. I'm going to help him put it's in a power. a different kind of king. But what I really liked about this, in case you, you still wasn't sure who was Sauron, the way this episode set it up in such a crazy twist was because of... Um, so last episode was the crazy one where everyone was getting you know, killed and stuff because of the big... what. What the orcs did basically and in this episode um galadriel had rode again this is this reminds me of um two towers or return to king someone had no someone in one of the movies had rode their horse for six days straight galadriel rode her horse six days straight from yeah. was it getting off okay because i was like what is it with riding the horses six days straight she rode six days straight from the southlands all the way to um not linden but basically where the elves were to get him some medicine. And that's when oh, I was like, yes. <laughs> that's when I was like, that man ain't de- dead yet. He must be special. That was, that was my first red flag. He ain't dead. He should have died, but okay. Um, and then the minute he gets there, he feels better. And he's already telling like Celebrimor, who's a, this great famous crafter in the elven world. Um, who's struggling how to basically save the elves from impending doom and they need the mithril that they found in the dwarves' minds to save their lives. But he doesn't know how to use the mithril because the dwarves are like, eh, you're not coming in here. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this dude is like, hey, make make something smaller out of it. Put some ores together, stretch it out. And Killebermore is like, huh, you might 
hanging on to something. And then he helps him. So then when, you know, they're all happy making, crafting, and Galadriel's coming in there, Kilibramore is literally saying words that she heard that the uh, Ardor, Ardor, the e- evil elf dude from four episodes past had said about power over flesh. And she was like, who said that? He was like, Halbrand. And she was like, okay. I was like, why she make that face? Wait. Did he say that? I didn't want to pause it, but yes, I was like suspicious. Always, suspicious. always the white dude. Always <laughs> the white dude. It has like, to be the white dude. The one. Who else is it gonna be? So when the big reveal came, was basically when she went in the library and literally found out, like, oh, he's not even in the books. So this is my favorite scene of the whole show was when he's like, basically, like encountering her like jojo style like they're both facing off by the river and he takes her on this crazy exception style i was like ah so i is crazy strong like he is great we've never seen his powers pre lord of the rings on screen and the cinematography did such a great job and when she was about to basically like stab him she he basically took her to the one place to make her very vulnerable and emotional, which was back in um, Valnor with her brother. And she, it feels real and everything. And she's talking to her brother, but he's guilt tripping her. That's how she knows dream. But no, mm. he, he's just really pushing it. And then they have the scene where, you know, I don't know if y'all know, but there was some kind of chemistry between the two. They could have been an item, you know, with all the crazy stuff they went through and basically he's saying trauma bonding i, I could make her i could make you a queen basically they're quoted that whole scene when galadriel the movie was like oh. i could love you like that i can give you the way <laughs> but basically that's Marlon's disturbing right, as hell Marlon was right in the mood of that that was deeply played in the background i don't um, like that I don't, <laughs> you don't like that but no, that's what happened evie that's what I, I don't. Doesn't mean I want a song I to go with it. I'll make you, you know, a queen, beautiful as the daughter. All that line that Collateral said in the movie. Basically, they're quoting to each other, and it's like a. It's, it feels like, oh, we've made a complete circle of like how this mm-hmm. even started. Why she even said the stuff and was powerful later on. And they show the little shadow in the water of her being, you know, her queening self in his Sauron form. And I was, I flipped the fuck out. I was like, no, this is crazy. Like, what if they did get together? So. So there's I mean, no, there's no moment later on where they're together, like in any, in any physical space, like I in the, in Lord of the Rings. Cause I, no. I was thinking about like, are they ever around each other? <laughs> Like, no. Is there like a moment where it's like, oh my God, it's you? <laughs> I, I mean, I will say, I would be surprised if they did it in the show because what the show is doing, um, yes, it is taking a little bit of liberties, but a thing I was reading because they don't have the Samarilyn, they don't have any of those rights. They really are trying to play it up for through like letters that Tolkien had, not his son. Tolkien had because there was stuff that Christopher wrote that people are like Christopher was right and I'm like Christopher was just trying to save his dad's ass like (laughs) don't be saying that what he said was like verbatim like so there's stuff in the show where you know people are mad about like with Galadriel and stuff 
But at the same time, it's like, this story is literally from, from letters and notes and from the back of mm. this book. It's, it's, and we can't even reference the Sumerians because we don't have the race. So, because like there was a scene about when Galadriel was about to still, still uh, stab Elrond because she was she thought she was still in her dream, and he has to tell her like, "Yo, like it's me. Remember when I was a kid and I was orphaned and da da da." And I was like, "Hold up, don't know if you know about Elrond's history, but Elrond has a brother, Elros. He mm-hmm. both of them are half elven. Elrond decided to chose to choose the way." Uh, the elven life, his brother Elos chooses to be a man. He goes to find Numenor, which we all know from the show, with the beautiful seaside views. And so when he said that, I was like, so we're not going to talk? When he said, oh, you found me by the sea with no kin, I was like, where's your brother? Where's um, Magnor? Because Magnor and his brother was the ones that raised Elrond. So I was like, oh, we're doing, we're doing story, like TV story. Okay, or Amy, I don't know if you caught it when she said, "Oh, my husband, uh, Kelleborn." I was like, "Where the hell is Kelleborn?" Oh no, what was that? This was in the last said- episode when she was talking to Theo, and and they were in the woods hiding, waiting for the orcs to pass. When she last like, seen her husband? So at this time, if this was the book, at this time she's already married and she already has Great a daughter. Question. Because her oh. daughter goes to marry Elrond, but this is a TV show, so I'm just like, what are we doing? So that's just one part of the story that I'm excited for, but I'm just confused in how they're handling the content. But we get that, we get our Sauron, we get we get the whole um, answer about one does not walk into Mordor. Uh, he proved us wrong. He actually started to walk into Mordor in the end of the show, so we know Halbrand's going to be up to no good in season two. Um, the humans, all they showed was Luminor and how basically the king died. So we already know there's probably going to be a whole House of Dragons drama happening, knowing mm-hmm. who is fit to rule. Don't like it should, that. it should Don't be Muriel. That. It should be Muriel because she's the daughter. But her cousin is her cousin Farazon with the giant mustache beard. Um, giant mustache. He's he's gonna. He's, I mean, the way he was looking at the king was like, if you cannot die faster. And then he died. He's like, it's time for me to uh, roll. step into power. We see that. We'll we'll see that in season two. And then the last story, which I am mixed feelings about because they killed off uh, Lady Kinney, who played the beautiful Sirdoc, basically the first black Harfoot I've ever seen in my life. When the when the show started, I was like, oh, there he is. No, Lady Henry. Sorry, that's his name. Um, I was upset because I was like, why are you going to kill him? But then it was really sweet because he's like, oh, the missus is waiting for me. And then he died. I was like, get off. You can't heal him. <laughs> um, but they did have a whole scene with basically they didn't confirm it, but it's 98% confirmed kind of that that wizard is Gandalf because he said some words mm-hmm. only Gandalf said, like return to the flame. I was like. I was so mad. I was like, okay, so he is Gandalf. I mean, and it, it, if you listen really closely, you could have also heard him say, return to the flame. you full of a took. <laughs> <laughs> Gandalf, he's there. He did. And then like his, his uh, interest in just the little people. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is going to be Gandalf. I was just kind of mad people. out of all the wizards they could show, but it's fine. 
Um, <laughs> there was one thing in me that I was kind of upset because I thought we were going to see, and that was the ball wrong. I thought we were going to see like a oh, ball yeah, wrong. You're going to see a ball wrong? So we mm-hmm. see it in episode seven. No, episode six. The it's end not, of the. Sort of. We see it. So basically, the dwarves in their beautiful minds have the mithril that's right. like deep down. And yeah. one of them throws that leaf in there. The leaf goes all the way down right. and catches on fire. And you see right. the little eyes and face of a barong. Uh-huh. And that's the only time we see it. I thought we were going to get a barong scene. Like it's going to come out and somebody's going to fight it. We never got that this season. That's the, they ain't ready for that. That's the number one thing I, I'm mad about. <laughs> well, they haven't like, gotten that deep I, yet, right? That's the whole point is that they they dig so the, deep that they hit the bell wrong, and then right. that's when all but in the hell trailer. Goes. That's way it, later. That's in after uh, the five armies. True, oh. but in the trailer mm. they showed it. That's because they like, want the clickage. They want you to come watch. Just how they well, it's marketing. Catch. It might it might happen in season two because Gandalf and Lil Nori are heading to Rune, and they're going to have to run through those mountains somehow. I mean, it would have been great to have seen a Balrog fight, but I also feel like you know it's too early in the party's journey to get there. You know, the GM's got to at least have them scaffold their level Only up a bit. Like I feel like <laughs> their level's too low to take on a Balrog this right is now. True. So they gotta. I think they're gonna D&D. go and grind some side quests first, and then yeah. come back to the to the to the Gandalf's Balrog not, and see if like they leveled just up found a bit. Out he had power, so he needs to build up his intelligence. Exactly. A lot. How did he learn so many words so quickly? That's the part I'm like. How? He said, "When those you were, first of all, you spoke nothing, and then you know all of these things. You can like, who, who are those three badass sorcerers? Sorcerers? They d- could not do their job right. They couldn't, but damn, they, <laughs> they <was hard. laughs> totally did not. They failed the assignment hard, <laughs> so hard. Like, how do you not know where Sauron is? How do you not know that?" That's not it's your master. To like, also nah. know that like, one of them just kept walking. Well, it was like, <laughs> you know what? I'm still keep. I'm gonna keep hanging out down here. I'm not gonna do my like. Now that I'm here, I'm gonna just take a little stroll. I'm gonna take a little. One of them was wearing a crown, and I was like, why are they wearing a crown? <laughs> Who were they? Were they witch kings? Like, I had so many questions Maybe. because when he when he shocked the flesh out of them, basically, you just see. Like Nazgul race. Diversity and evil, cat. Diversity and evil. <laughs> I guess so. It was just so just like much. The orcs. Mm-hmm. The inclusivity of orcs. Female <sighs> evil wizard or whatever you want to call them. I do. Yeah. Like they were interesting, but I that was the one thing I did not know in the story, and I was like, I have questions. Maybe it exists somewhere you have questions. to dig for it. Yeah, find out soon. But yeah, we'll see. I think they have enough here to go season two, of course, and we'll wait the allotted two years. Um, and I'm sure Amazon in the meantime is going to continue to see if they can get the Tolkien uh, house to work with them at all. Like, I yo, mean, look at the first season. Like, we got, we got, we got so much eyes on this. They we have so much packages. They had to. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like, you know, they yeah, might be like, yo, like, even with what we had, we were still able to create this type of show. Imagine if we had your notes from your dad where you gave us permission to use the Samarillion. Like, just imagine Man, how much money we could show. make for you. So 
I think they'll probably spend those two years absolutely shooting some things, but also I think negotiating with uh, the token reps of like, just let us find some other workaround because we did a lot with the appendices. Or Jeff and the notes, people are show up at the front like, door, basically. That's all that's going to happen. With, with I will take cash. you in my rocket right now. So, I will take you to Mars today. Let me get your father's book. He's going to get the signature, then he's just going to blast him off off the planet. And that's how he's going to be like, well, now y'all can so just finish the story. Like, he's going to go full mean? evil villain. He is, but you didn't hear it from oh, me. Thanks for <laughs> signing so much. I'm going to go step outside uh, and just, uh, <laughs> get a personal jet and like, oh, I'm sorry. I only packed one escape pod for me. Right. This is, it's so hot to drag. so mad. In space, just rotating around the earth forever. But yeah, that was Rings of Powers. I still recommend checking it out if you haven't watched it, even if you read the books or didn't read the books. It was a great journey, great high fantasy show. Don't mm-hmm. miss it. And so Amazon Prime. So if you like Amazon, like if you shop, you already Check have the show. <laughs> um... Now we get to talk about our favorite little thing that happened this week or past week. Uh, the tra- Nintendo finally released the trailer for Mario, the, the movie starring that dude, Chris Pratt. And we have It's starring Jack Black. Okay, it's starring this is Jack true. Black. <laughs> Jack Black. Starring Jack Black so and, Ke- and Keegan. Uh, Michael Key. Yeah, those are the only two characters that I really care about. It, it it gives me a signed group project and everyone put in a bunch of the time to get the group project in and do their sections and then Chris Pratchett showed up. It's like, oh, we're doing this today? Damn. Oh, Damn. dang. Uh, <laughs> Mushroom Kingdom, here we go. Whereas Jack Black in the opening scene is giving you full-on ferocious turtle dragon vibes. He's, he's in, he is Bowser in that moment. Then you go to Keegan-Michael Key, who is giving a high register squeaky voice to play uh, to play Toad. And it's like, everyone is fully going in. And you got, wow, Mushroom Kingdom, here we I go. He actually wrote a song for this movie, like our original song, mm-hmm. and he's going to like sing it in the movie. Still, yeah, everyone's putting in so much work. Everyone's like, and I'm honestly interested in seeing like how the voice acting goes for Peach. But I just feel like so far we're seeing a lot of effort put on a lot of characters, except for one. And the internet as a whole is just like shitting on this movie. Uh, as they so, should. I, I'm, so I'm wondering <laughs> what's going to be the response. Like, are they going to be like, "Hey, we're gonna, you know." redo some sounds with Chris a la Sonic where like they like did like the little like editing in the beforehand but Marlon, or they're like you know what Tindo. listen we're, gonna go, we're like hey we're gonna make money on this is Chris Pratt he's he's done this movie uh, we also have other actors that people enjoy people will at least hate watch this in large amounts so it's True. still gonna come up positive so we're good like I said it's Nintendo they're not going to be if they're not going to do anything with our virtual bullying Sega though needed us so that's why they're like who can you guys oh, anything Sega. you want but Nintendo's like Psh, you'll watch it regardless we Put got Bridge of the Wild just, just coming out soon it. okay right. y'all can chill out deal with it and I'm like I know who is in charge because <laughs> Nintendo's like that so yeah it was hearing and it's funny because this dude only said six words in the whole trailer and I've never seen the world was upset. The world, the world I mean, was serious. I was. This is the first time I agree with the internet. Where I was like, "Mm mm." 
No. Just how immediate it was, too. Like, immediately, once the show came, everyone was like, what the hell is this man doing? And everyone's like pulling out. And then there's like that, that was that guy on, on Twitter who was like pulling up receipts of Chris Pratt being like, the I've been practicing voice acting, and the voice you're gonna hear is like nothing you've never seen or heard before. before. And then everyone's like, at Chris, was it what you mean by we've never heard this before? This is literally you in Parks and Rec, my dog. And just, this is and, Lego character all over again. He's right? older. He's not as or, excited. Or cat. That's that's also his Star-Lord voice. True. That's also has his voice in everything he does. It's that he doesn't change it. This is tomorrow more voice. <laughs> tomorrow oh, is Oh, tomorrow. Oh my goodness, this is oh old. Oh, that's, that's a throwback. But you know what? Fucking despite that movie. Despite how bad Chris Pratt's voice acting is, it's important it. to give credit to how good the film does look. Like that first opening scene it where Bowser is straight up casting flamethrower on an entire ice kingdom, and it's just like laying it out, and like the flames look beautiful. Um, the magic that uh, one of the characters gives off, it like it like it like the animation itself it looks really strong. Um, so I feel like as problematic as Chris Pratt is in this role, there are going to be heavier aspects that I feel like carry this film. And quite honestly, they had me rolling. They could have they could have ended the trailer after Bowser fought the penguins because they hear that penguin be like, you've come to the wrong place. We are the warriors here and we will lay siege. Uh, do you yield, sir? After just pelting it with snowballs. That's more where that came from. You better lay down your weapons now or you'll get more. I swear to God. Oh it's like, yeah, God. I'll watch this. I will watch this foolishness off of that Jack Black scene and that penguin with the little crooked, the like, little um, the penguin looking like straight up Biggie Smalls with, the, with the crooked crown on his head. It's like, I see you, Biggie, out here throwing snowballs. Biggie penguin. Oh my gosh. It looks good. And I can't wait to hear what Charlie Day sounds like because that'll also be interesting to see if they just both did their own thing where he's going to just be doing Charlie Day. Hey, hey, yeah, Mario. I just, I, the garbage is down it there. It works for him. He can literally use his voice and it'll be okay because he actually, he can't help it. Like, he has a character voice in his normal everyday. That's true. <laughs> but Chris Pack does not. He does not. So He does not. He thinks he does. He does. Chris Pratt does. He thinks he's a lot of things, but... Oh, Chris. No. He's struggling. I it's feel every like... slice of Wonder Bread in the bag. Come on. It's been entertaining watching though. his fall. I mean, because his fall has not been quick. His fall has been very, like, just kind of like a steady, like, slower, like, slope, like, slide of, like, popularity of, like, people are, like, slowly, like, not liking him. And they started to pick but up Hollywood some traction. holds him up. Like, he's Jesus. That's the thing. They do hold him yeah. up. But I feel like, like, the reception yeah. from people is slowly starting to teeter. Like, even his, like, film that he did with, like, him with a gun. People are like, this whole which film one? is just, is just like, exactly which one. Um, all his films are getting, like, mm-hmm. lamb blasted of, like, you only play a one-dimensional character, my guy. So I'm wondering what's going to be his pivot. Because, I mean, even uh, <sighs> even Army Hammer at this point is having to do his own little mm. pivot from his own uh, drama. So... Let's see what happens there. I mean, if Chris Pratt is trying to be like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, because you can flip that and say, well, he too plays one character, but mm. he doesn't. I mean, this man is, <laughs> I mean, how, how, how would you describe that? Because he does do the exact same thing, but even though his movie sucks, he's actually always entertaining in that role. Does that make sense? <laughs> I think what it comes down to is the rock just tells you you're going to get what you're going to get. You know, the rock. I think the rock doesn't really promise like 
hey, I'm going to deliver a whole level of action. I, I'm a one-dimensional action star. You know what I'm going to be, and I'm going to deliver that. Whereas Chris Pratt was basically like, listen, I know the internet's kind of not feeling it, but like, listen, y'all, I'm going to be great. And y'all look out. I've been practicing. <laughs> and that's what made it worse was that he decided to like give us a a bar. I'm like, hey, listen, that – that like bar that y'all are setting, I'm gonna exceed that bar. And we're like, are you? And he was like, absolutely. And then we get this, and we're like, you did not live up to what you promised us. <laughs> you did not do something that that's that's unremarkable oh or like this level that you delivered on. So it's kind of like you 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 oversold it when you should have undersold it. Because had you been like, I'm gonna have fun with it, we would have been like, all right, he says he's he's gonna be great. And they were like, oh, he didn't. He was not great. I just can't wait for the full trailer. This was a teaser trailer. I cannot wait for the official trailer to come out because that's when we really get to hear and we really are going to get deeper with our insults. I just can't wait for Twitter well, to Kat, just... Sure. I'm wondering if that's why they decided to make his line so short. Yep. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> like, they, like, this trailer was, like, so Bowser heavy and then it was like, oh, let's throw a little bit of Mario in there. It's like, you're like, oh, this is a Mario film. Like, why is there no Mario? And it's like, and he's like, quiet, so quiet, looking, looking. Wow. All right, Mushroom King, here we go. We're done with that. We're done. We're done. We're out. We're out. We're out. Wait, so, so uh, a quick, quick question. Uh, Black Adam drops this Friday. Is anyone going to go see it? Oh, my God, right. Wait, it comes out this week? 21st. Oh that's why I was like, oh, that's, that's like now. <laughs> that's I had not been watching that. I was I, not. I mean, um, it's funny because I've been seeing his promos because they've been taking over social media. The baby that crowd surfed. And oh, got handed to him. Hand it to him. I was this like, is ridiculous. Where is he? And why oh, did that happen? Video? It was. I think he was in Mexico or somewhere, <laughs> Brazil or somewhere. They literally Raymond. crowd surfed a baby. Like this baby was being killed it, by thousands of people it, just so he could hold the baby on stage. Yep. It That's looked like they wanted the pope spreader. to bless a child of like pass the baby to get its blessing, pass it to Wayne, it did feel pass like the that child because Dwayne must touch my child. And that he baby must, got a lot of love. He held it in the yeah. scene. I was like... It's like, Dwayne, beat my baby Terramate. Someone said that. They were like, why didn't you bring your tequila, Rock? That that could have been a double promo. And he was like, why didn't you think of that? And I was like, stop oh giving this man ideas. <laughs> but we'll see. I, I feel like it's going to deliver what it's going to deliver. It's going to follow the superhero model. You, know, you have um, a... a a vigilante with a heart of gold somewhat but like his views are skewed in the extreme hmm. he meets the uh the justice league of a dimension they're trying to tell him the ways in which you know you can be a superhero and he's like i don't agree with that and then he goes od maybe goes too far maybe hurt some people and then he realizes okay i have to find a line i'm gonna tow that line but i'm also gonna stay true to myself but like i know i can't go that far and it's gonna end with him being like listen i saved the day but like i did it my way and there's a lot of resistance even more he's saying it they did it my my way (laughs) and at some point they may of course hint at there being superman somewhere nearby just until they can convince henry cowell if he wants to come back or not but they're gonna Exactly. The, 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 like there, he may have like a a faraway shot where he's like just standing on top of something. And then he looks up and it's just like a little like red boots and a red cape fluttering. And then the camera just cuts off. Like Stop. they're they're gonna try to do that. Do not speak that into existence. Uh, because again, his film apparently is the start of the big reset. So we'll yep. see if they're gonna start doing stuff. 
the quote unquote reset. Sorry, because they've reset twice. Now, I think I was like, <laughs> first they had the full universe, then they had cool. Everyone's gonna have their own universe. And then it was like, we're just gonna start over, guys. So we're just gonna have to just <laughs> wait, 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 erase wait. the board. Can we can we start again? Wait, wait, wait. Can, wait, we, can we try wait, again? Wait, wait, wait. wait. It's time. It's Forget the like it's Flash's fault because it is. You got Ezra Miller on board. You need him. It's Ezra Miller. I mean fault. them. Sorry, them. it's Ezra Yo. Miller's fault. They. <laughs> I, they started this and they just won't stop. I have like a maybe I have like maybe a 35%. <laughs> I believe that 35% or 40% they might keep Ezra Miller in this universe. I feel like they will. I feel like just like and that I think just depends on what happens in like the next couple of months. But I feel like at a certain point they gotta be like, yo, we have to like bail out. But I'm also wondering if they're just so far into these projects that like we can't get rid of him. Or if we do, we have to do time travel. Or like, I'm sorry, we have to do speed force travel. We're like, oh, snap. The, a a flash returned, and it's a different flash. Recast. <laughs> it's the only way to get on. rid of Ezra Miller. It's the only way to get rid of him. Like, you have to have him run to the speed you force. Have reverse flash and, actually kill And then, them. oh, snap. It's... It's Cyborg, but Cyborg in this universe is the Flash. Oh, Ray Fisher's back. Ray Fisher's back. That would be a nice twist. <laughs> he was talking about um, WB ain't doing that. He, yeah, oh, he, he was trending on he Twitter today. And he was like, oh, I don't know why I'm trending, but I'm okay. And then he was like, you know, he's still waiting for people to... Because I guess he, I didn't look it up today, but something happened up. Water Brothers, I guess the people who of course. were horrible are like on their last days. And he's just like... Should have done right, basically. But he's like, I'm never coming back to Warner Brothers. Zack Snyder said the same thing. He's never coming back to Warner Brothers either. And I'm like, but how y'all gonna get uh, Henry on board then? So, well, I they'll find a wonder. way. They always find ways to do things. They do. They do. Money, just talks. Money talks. Money always talks. It does. It always, always will. Yeah, but you know, you got so Amanda Waller. I mean, the cast is consistent. I'm surprised that they have Amanda Waller uh, in this universe still. So it's might be the current one. She's we'll still alive. I'm very shocked, but okay. She's still in here and <laughs> doing her thing. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see what they do with these characters. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing um, Warhawk at least, um, um, which is going to be interesting to see him play. I'm like, should I Sorry, see Hawkman. Warhawk is a different guy. I'm looking forward to seeing Hawkman and Cyclone. Uh, these characters that we don't get a chance to see. I'm right. looking forward to seeing Doctor Fate. Doctor uh, Fate. Yeah, like I am excited to see new superheroes. Maybe here's the thing: DC needs to do DC uh, Dark. Where yes. you just have like the Dark Justice League. Yes. That's all. Like you bring back Keanu Reeves. I know he wants to do Constantine too. Yes. Like you, I feel like that would be the world that they just bring in all these like special occult individuals and just like have a fun time. But James with it. Gunn can't direct every movie over there, Marla. Because <laughs> he's the not? only director, and he Why not? he's not under contract with them. He was just like, "Hey, I can direct a movie for y'all. You want me to do that? Cool." Most mm. successful movie they had in years. Oh, you want me to make another movie? Okay. But then it's like, well, can you do this and do this? And he's like, "Hold on, everybody. <laughs> like, I got other stuff to do." It's too much. All right. Well, hey, we'll see. I might catch it mm, the following week at a matinee, maybe. I'm not like super, I don't know. I'm, I'm patient. I can wait it. until it's on yeah. streaming. I might I might catch it a matinee. I also might look online and see like uh at like what's the what's the ETA for the streaming drop, you know? 
Just to get that black have a partner. Like Warner Brothers. Five months. It might be on HBO Max. Is it two. five months? I don't know. Isn't that usually like no? It takes or, about three or, three or four, four weeks. Weeks. It's pretty fast. Yeah, it's pretty fast. Any movie that comes out, it takes mm. about forty-five days maximum. But if it doesn't do too well, then it, you can see within like four weeks, and it'll already have it like streamed to own. Then you wait maybe like three more weeks, and it's like now you can stream. But because it's a Warner Brothers movie, I wonder if they'll go straight to HBO. But maybe not because different different rules now. I it would be nice. There. It would be, but you know, it's all good. I think it'll be entertaining. Um, it looks like its streaming release date is uh, December fifth. Oh, it looks I like really. Uh, it's like let's see, Black Adam's going to be released by Warner Brothers on the twenty first of October. It'll be streaming forty five days later. That sounds right. Around okay, December fifth. I, I, okay, I can wait. I will wait. <laughs> We'll see if Dwayne has earned his title of um isn't he like now part of like the DC planning committee or whatever? So we'll he see did if he's get like, Henry back. He did do something yeah. to get Henry on board. I don't know. So what we'll he see did. if oh if if he was worth all that hype <laughs> that the D- that we'll see if, if he if he's all that hype that DC put into him to give him all this power. Ross we'll see if, be if the it one. was if it worked. He is gonna be the Vin Diesel of DC. He's just gonna bring everyone Poor back Vin together. Oh my god! So, like, Family, not the Vin so Diesel. By all of it. <laughs> I mean, hey, it'll be entertaining. Vin Diesel's a Marvel, so kind. I mean, <laughs> he has one line. Wait, when's this Dungeons and Dragons movie coming out in January? Oh my god! I think oh, it is. I'm, oh I'm, my I'm god. always remind you guys. Hey, you guys, it's only seven weeks to touch. Can we have a countdown, Amy? <laughs> every oh episode, every episode of Geek Force will be like, "Hey, you guys, it's only eight weeks to touch." It's dragons. I will so make manager. a whole Instagram post. You can create a countdown. I don't know when it's when it's coming. You can go for it. Please create a countdown. No. Yes, we're going to see it, <laughs> and we're going to talk okay. about it. Sure. You you better go watch it, Marlon. <laughs> he probably will. <laughs> he will, but I'm making sure he will. Because <laughs> he's not going to not see it. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. <laughs> it comes out on, uh, looks like, March 3rd. Okay. We have time. So we have a while. That's a while. We have some yes. time. Until while. Um, Marlon, do you have any... <laughs> Do you have anything on uh, Marlo's Corner happening or coming up? Yeah, I'm going to try to catch a couple of episodes. I started episode one of a show that I've been fully loving, um, Anne Rice's Interview with the Vampire, <gasps> starring Ooh. Jacob Anderson. And mm. y'all, Grey Worm. it is Grey Worm. It's really good. I, I love the... I love that there's so, so much more added to this character. Yes. Uh, him being like black and in New Orleans. Yes. Just adding so much more to him being like attributing a lot of his like anger that he had of having to like be you know a second class citizen and i was like i have this power to like hurt people and Mm -hmm. every day it is a fight to not kill as many people as i want to because of the injustices that i face around me i'm like this story got so much so much richer (laughs) now with that thing of like i could hurt people but i also know that if i do it's going to just affect so many other people around me so it's gotten really good 
yeah. So I'm definitely waiting out, for y'all. the show to come out, and then I'm going to use that trial to yes. uh, watch it all in one go. Because uh, November six is the last episode. I think it's seven episodes. Okay. So November uh, six is the last episode. So if you want to do that trial. Wait till November 6th so you can watch no, all November, seven. November 7th. I'm like, okay, yeah, today's sorry, November the day. 7th. Then kick it in and binge watch <laughs> all of it. Um, and also, like, I just really like the old school one just because everyone looked very, like, incredibly uh, beautiful. Like, everyone was going, like, full, like, hair extensions and, like, a red. Li- it was jarring how attractive <laughs> they made everybody look. Like, Antonio Banderas was, like, giving a lot of sexual energy more than he usually does. And I feel like everyone was, like, movie. breathing hard. Yeah. It reminded me of that key and peel sketch where he's like stop all that heavy ass breathing just like it's, it's <laughs> like this is too like all this is just gratuitous like that's literally the <laughs> OG with the vampire it's like why y'all breathing so heavy just like ah I'm biting you I'm getting blood all over the-. like did any of that get into your mouth did any of that get into your mouth actually like this is just this is just sexual for no reason oh <laughs> uh, yeah that was the movie I feel like awoken a lot of people because um, that movie came out in the 90s and we were like I think by the time I watched it I was like preteen teenager and i was just like what is happening in this book like i remember reading the book and i was like "Ooh, this this book's scandalous then you watch the movie Mm. and you're like everybody wants to fuck everybody like what's happening and i didn't understand that i'm like what is the plot i'm so confused it's like like, it's like yo like right yo tell you and also like louis was just that guy like people were just attracted to louis like yo come over here louis. let me let me just let me whisper sweet nothing to your ear my boy come with me no no leave lestat come with me right. he ain't good for you he ain't good for you louis you should come with me louis. <laughs> like, it's like what is going on louis getting hit on in every chapter somebody I, I, wants to right. take him away somewhere and that's why I was like, brad pitt was perfect because yes brad pitt is gorgeous but gray he was worm, a baby face gray worm is even more perfect for this role because he just has that not only the looks but he has that presence where you do need to hey hey come over here i I gotta say something to you and i do like Mm -hmm. it from seeing the trailer that they've upgraded to modern day so it's not like like a interview for like a magazine or anything he is a podcast which i was like hey shout out Mm -hmm. to podcasts like i i like that idea so it's it's really good and yeah, I think if you're a fan of like the Brad Pitt and the novel, like this is just going to bring another bit of fun and joy because it's a whole other perspective told differently. Hmm. And I think for me, this is always reminds, I think it's always great to remind people that taking a story that's already been written and like adjusting the IP in a certain way allows for such, uh, for a different set of growth into a character that we just don't necessarily have. Mm-hmm. And when you have like the OG version, is two white men who for the most part are fine. Like, it's not like going like maybe one sick, but like for the most part, they're just like kind of chilling and doing their own thing. But to go ahead and have like someone who's like literally attached to the black community, attached to like being second class citizen, and you award them this power, there's a whole other level of like uh, caution they have to take, even despite the fact that they have this power that I think adds layers to this story. So um, it's going to be exciting. Also, the outfits are on point, the music is on point. Uh, the dancing, the rhythm, it just, it's its just melanated and it's fun. Oh, it deserves all the awards. I hope it All the awards, I hope it everything because we need so a period be, piece. Yeah, so I'll just be giving you a little like synopsis of that and also I'll be talking about um, Werewolf by Night as well, which is a fun, like, mm-hmm. it felt like a really fun, old school, black and white monster film 
Um, the stakes weren't crazy high. They were fairly low and Ooh. it told an interesting story and it used uh, black and white in a really fun way. Like I love stories that are like have black and white, but then like choose to have like a certain color pop out to kind of like draw in your eye on its importance. So it felt like that. And I mean, also Gael Garcia Bernal is just was a great choice. I love him. So it's good to see him. It's mm-hmm. something. It's been a minute. Yeah, that's all I got. Awesome. Well, anything else to add, you guys, before we wrap this up? Okay, awesome. Thank you guys again for coming together and talk about all the wonderful things we talked about. Listeners, thank you for making our show your show of choice for the day. Don't forget to hit up our social media of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website, gatefirstpodcast.com. With that being said, stay safe, have fun, be spooky, and do pride. Geek on. This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.